What's up? You got Bobby Corelli here. and Welcome to Numbers on the Boards, presented by our good friends at Bedgear. So I'm not joined by Skin today. It's just me, but don't worry. We will get to the main attraction soon enough. First, I want to uh, give you a little bit of lay of the land of Mavs basketball before we get to the big surprise. So as you know, the Mavs are on the road right now. They're in the middle of a four-game road trip. They're spending Luka Doncic's 21st birthday in Miami, where tonight they will face the Heat at American Airlines Arena, where the Heat have been uh, darn near invincible this season. But they did recently just lose to Minnesota Heat. Uh, Miami's now lost seven out of their last nine games. They're looking pretty vulnerable, and we know the Mavs are kind of turning it on here. Luka and KP are picking up some steam together as a duo. Tim Hardaway and Seth Curry have remained hot. So it should be a really good night tonight. And then from what I understand, there's going to be a heck of a birthday party for Luca after the game. Uh, I was not invited, so I'm, I'm not bitter at all. I just want to put that out there. Uh, I wouldn't have gone anyway. How about that? So, yeah, I have better stuff to do on a Friday. But the team will be celebrating in Miami uh, maybe not quite as hard as they did after they won the championship in 2011, but it'll be like probably the second most epic night ever in the city of Miami. So happy birthday to Luca and uh, KP and, and the rest of the Mavs, especially JJ, who's kind of the, the old man in the room. Please watch after him tonight. Take care of him. Take care of our guy. Um, after that Miami game, the Mavs head north. They'll face Minnesota and Chicago before coming back home, where they play five out of the first six games of March at American Airlines Center. As it stands right now, the Mavs' magic number to clinch a playoff spot is 14, meaning it will take a combination of either 14 wins or 14 losses by any of the four teams, or I guess all of the four teams, that currently have 33 losses in the Western Conference. Right now, the race really is, is for the eight seed. The Mavs have kind of risen above that jumbled mess at the bottom of the Western Conference playoff picture. It's pretty much Memphis just trying to hold off teams like Portland and uh, the Spurs, who we just saw, and, of course, Red Hot New Orleans, who come to town next week. It's Zion's first game at American Airlines Center. That should be a lot of fun to see, too. It's Luke and Zion, kind of the future of basketball going on right now. But anyway, it's, a, it's obviously a big stretch of Mavs basketball. Um, the offense has remained on fire. The defense has showed sides of life, especially – the other night in San Antonio. So this is kind of the time when you want to be approaching your peak, right? The Mavs are healthy for the most part. They're still without Dwight Powell and Willie Cauley-Stein has missed some games for personal reasons, but uh, Luka and KP are back. Tim Hardaway is playing great. Seth Curry is playing great. Uh, Maxi Kleba scored a career high 26 points last week. So uh, they're kind of firing on all cylinders right now. This is whenever you want to be playing your best basketball and they are reaching that peak. So they're training in the right direction for sure, heading into the most important stretch of the season, which is that mid-March stretch, uh, beginning with a road game at the Spurs, and then they face the Nuggets, and eventually will go west to take on teams like the Clippers and the Blazers once again before they come home and kind of wrap up the season. So it's a big time. It's a big time. Uh, but even bigger, right? There's plenty of time to talk about the future, but even more important than the future is the present. It's a gift, right? Today is a gift. And today, Luca will be getting more gifts than arguably anybody else in the NBA. He's turning 21. It's a big day. And to celebrate, I was talking with Skin the other day, and we were thinking, how are we supposed to acknowledge Luca's birthday, right? Like, neither of us will be in Miami, so we're not going to be able to give him a big old hug and 
kind of rub his hair, tussle his hair, and say, "Happy birthday, young man." I'm 28 years old. I'm I'm much older than he is. I can I can call him young man. Skin is like 60 or 70 or something. I don't know how old Skin is, but uh, Luke is definitely young compared to Skin. But uh, we were thinking, you know what? Since we can't be with him on this day and uh, record a live numbers on the boards with him, let's dig back through the archive and see what we could find. Maybe we, uh, maybe we can find some Luca content from back in the day. And it turns out, friends, we found some stuff. So last summer, June, eh, mid-late June, 2019, Skin and I were just playing one-on-one at the at the Mavs practice facility, as we do often in the offseason. We looked over to the other court, and we saw some guy over there just draining jump shots, one after the other. And then he was, like, practicing some fancy dribble moves and uh, was doing a bunch of weird, uh, like, step-back shots from half court and was making them all. We were like, wow, that guy's pretty good. And then he turned and faced us. We were like, oh, my God, that's Luca. We thought, let's go talk to him. So I pulled out the microphone because I always have a microphone on me whenever I go out in public, and the recording device. We said, hey, Luca, would you mind coming over here for a little bit and talking to us? And he said, sure. So we sat down. We got about 20, 25 really good minutes with Luca uh, again, and, and, and I'll play that after this. But again, uh, this was recorded in June. So uh, if you remember back to last summer, the NBA had that award show in L.A. on like June 25th or something. I want to say it was like right at the end of the month. Luca had been in Slovenia for the most of the entire summer. Slovenia and, and Europe just kind of bouncing around, hanging out, uh, working out, of course, as well. But he came back in Dallas before heading to L.A. for that award show. And so this was whenever we were actually able to, to get a hold of him. So he had not yet won Rookie of the Year. Uh, the Mavericks had not yet made their summer moves. At this point, we knew that Dirk had retired. KP was on the team, obviously, and... Maxi and Dorian and Dwight Powell and Jalen Brunson and all those guys were on the team, but this was before Seth Curry. It was uh, before DeLon Wright. It's kind of an interesting uh, journey back through time. Going to get to talk to Luca about his rookie season. We asked him about some of his most memorable moments, and then uh, toward the end we kind of gave him a lightning round quiz of, for example, the best shooter, the best passer, uh, who are the toughest guys to score against. So pretty wide-ranging conversation. Uh, We're really excited to share it with you, and we'll get uh, there in a minute. But first, this is kind of our own Mavs archives, right? We're digging back in the past, pulling up old gold and sharing it with all of you. Uh, But if you want to listen to more Mavs interviews about the past, from the past, check out Mavs archives. You can find it on iTunes and anywhere else that you get your uh, podcast. Our buddy Mike Frailer is doing a really good job of interviewing former players, former coaches, uh, even some some media members, broadcasters that have come through the Mavs over the years. There's been a lot of new episodes since he's joined the Mavs Podcast Network, and I don't want to reveal any spoilers, but there are going to be some really, really good episodes on the horizon too, so be sure to go subscribe to that. Uh, as well, subscribe to The Four Pointer. That is Mike Marshall and Jake Kemp, newly minted ticket host Jake Kemp. is on there with Mike. They do a really good job of breaking down the team uh, whenever they can. Those guys, Those are two busy guys. So uh, anytime they can get together and create some podcast gold, we are all the better for it. And of course, please subscribe to Numbers on the Boards wherever you get your podcast. Any type of rating or review or sharing or subscription, we really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we can keep putting out some really, really good Mavs content for you guys uh, for the rest of the season and beyond. Without further ado, I'm going to toss it over to myself 
and to skin and of course the birthday boy himself Luka Doncic Luka happy 21st buddy have a great night in Miami uh I'm not sour again that you didn't invite me to your birthday party neither is skin I speak on his behalf and uh we'll just we'll be sure to party with you whenever you get back so uh until then we'll see y'all it is numbers on the boards Look who we got here. Me. You might have heard of him, Skin. The mighty Luka Doncic in, in the flesh right here in front of us. How great is this? How you doing, Luka? Great. How about you? Man, I'm, hey, thanks for asking. Uh, I'll, I'll, let me tell you a lot about myself. No, but it's it's uh, the season is over. The off season is here. And how are things going for you so far? Great. Uh, I'll be home. Uh, everything, building a new house that I'm building, you know, uh, just making sure everything's okay and just practicing. Building a house in Slovenia or building a house in Dallas? No, nah, Slovenia, Slovenia. Oh, okay. Nice. I mean, it's already built, so, you know, just a couple of details, but, yeah. Are you moving in, choosing all the furniture yourself, or are you having people do that for you? No, nah, no, nah, I, I have to do it myself, you know. You ha- oh, I have okay. to make sure everything's, like, I like it, you know. So, even though you're a young man, you already have your own personal style that you like for furniture and design and all that stuff? Yeah, for sure. All right, yeah, man. Yeah. I like that I can sleep on the couch. <laughs> so you're into big, giant, fluffy couches. Good nap couches. Yeah, nap couches. What yeah. is the What's the best thing to watch on television and nap to at the same time? Ooh, normally I watch Friends. Okay. On Netflix. Yeah. I think I watch four, maybe ten times Friends. For and sure. so if you've seen it that many times, you can easily take a nap while Joey is doing whatever. Yeah, because yeah. I know what's going to happen. You know, if you, <laughs> you watch some other, you don't know, you can turn off. Uh, so I watch Friends a lot. Another big question is, did you ever find a way to watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. You did? I did, I did. I okay. ended. Okay. I ended it. We so gotta wait, you, all, you got all eight seasons? <laughs> yeah, everything. Okay, what did you think? Uh, That's kind of so, what it, so. Yeah, people are saying so 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 yeah but Aww. it's good yeah it was a good i show, mean that this kind of game of thrones couldn't end like differently like there was no happy ending yeah for sure I think you have a happy ending you haven't been paying attention they've been saying that the whole se- the whole <laughs> series i'm glad you see it man i'm glad you see it so uh okay so we want to talk a little bit about you your rookie season obviously it was pretty good i'd say i think that's fair to say right <laughs> Uh, unanimous first team all rookie I'm assuming rookie of the year is coming soon Um, for Mavs fans and for us too getting to watch it up close and personal was like it was like a dream come true man I mean this team has been and the fans have been starving for a a young star for so long Uh, so it was pretty great year for us but for you personally just looking back everything you accomplished everything you did how how are you feeling about it oh it was great Uh, my first year here you know it was amazing uh, I think just anybody, me, I was just dreaming just being in the NBA, like I always say, you know, uh, not having a year like this, you know. Uh, it was, I didn't expect it for sure. I didn't know I was going to play like this, but, you know, it's it's great that I play like this, you know, and now just this off season, I have to get serious, you know, work on everything and just be better every year. How how much better was it for you than you thought it was going to be? What were your expectations going in? It was way better. I would <laughs> say I, I remember I was first uh, first game against Phoenix after the first game. You know I didn't have a good game. It was you know I was like nervous. You know what if I cannot play in this league? You know I was like 
what am I gonna do? But then it turned out that now, you know, just working and just jo enjoying playing. And this ended up being one of the best <laughs> rookie classes ever. I mean, you and DeAndre Ayton and Bagley, and of course, Trey Young was phenomenal. But for all of those guys, it seemed like it took them like a few weeks or even sometimes like a few months to sort of get used to the league, right? And then like Trey, for example, second half of the season, he was amazing. But for you, you had a tough first game, but then like the next night you scored like 25. <laughs> so why do you think you were so prepared? Was it because you played pro already or did it just you were able to kind of relax? Like what, what was it about the beginning of the year that you were just able to kind of ease into it so well? I mean, I would say uh, my teammates from Real Madrid, you know, I play like five, six that played in the NBA, you know, talked to them a lot, talked to a lot of people, you know, what's what's NBA about, it's totally different. It's a lot of off-court things that uh, can can be like this, you know. Uh, something happens and you stop playing basketball, you know. Off-court things are, are the most important in this sport, you know. You have to be smart what you're doing and, you know, and that's the most important. But, you know, like I said, I was I talked to a lot of guys, you know. I prepared myself in the summer, so that's just that's why. Did you ever think you would spend that much time on airplanes and on buses? That's too much. Yeah. Sure. It's like four-hour airplanes right to everywhere you go. Yeah, I'm like, I'm living on an airplane and in the hotels. It's, it's difficult, you know. I'm really interested in what you said about the off-the-court stuff because it does take a lot of young people in all walks of life. I mean, like if you're, you know, whatever you do in, in the world when you're young, you don't have the experience. And so you were getting that advice from multiple people saying, hey, this is something that you got to be aware of. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that are jealous in this world, so, you know, everybody going to, if you're in the NBA, you're going to go through through that, you know, if you think one is a real friend, sometimes they're not, he won't be, you know, he just want to be there because who you are, but, you know, you have to be aware of this, you know, you have to know the people well. It looked like you had a lot of fun anytime you'd get to go up against guys like Bogdanovich or Jokic or... Willie and Wancho, I mean, any of these guys, Goran Dragic, of course, too, that you've either played against before or on a national team with, just other guys from Europe. What was it like for you to get to compete against those guys in the NBA? Not EuroLeague. <laughs> I mean, you're at you're in the NBA playing against these guys. Yeah, it's great. You know, I always like playing against friends, you know. I, I talk a lot during the game. Uh, <laughs> you know. But to the guys I know, of course, I talk a lot. You talk to the other guys, too. A little bit. Not, not that much. <laughs> Sometimes the bench, too, I noticed. You would talk to opposing uh, coaches. I know. And it's <laughs> like when you shoot from the corner, you know, everybody's and behind the bench is the other team saying, hell no. <laughs> oh, let's go. It's in. <laughs> what you going to say now? <laughs> was, there a, uh, was there a particular moment for you early in the season where things really popped? And, and the reason I w I'm asking this is, you know, Bobby was talking about watching you, you know, whether we're media or fans or whatever. It's like, all right, this is exciting. But the Houston game, the Saturday afternoon game where you scored the final 11 points or whatever it was, I, I want to know what you were thinking when you checked back into the game, what you were thinking as those 11 points were going down and how you felt after that game. I mean, first of all, when I checked, you know, I had like 10 points, I think. I wasn't playing good, you know, I just – I always say to myself at the end of the game, you know, it's it's your time. That's when you're the best, you know. Uh, that's when you when you have to come up for the team. And, you know, I just like those moments. But, and after that, I felt great, you know. I was just 
everybody was there, you know, for me, and it was just an amazing feeling. Did we, were you aware that going into the game that that was being broadcast back to NBA Europe? Did you know that going into the game? No. <laughs> oh, man. It's like a holiday for them. <laughs> I, yeah, I should just do a different celebration. No, I wasn't ready for it. 11-0 celebration. <laughs> there's there's so many people in Spain and especially in Slovenia that stay up until like five in the morning to watch the games. I mean, how how good does it make you feel to know that so many of those people in in your home country in Slovenia are staying up late to take in as much of your games as they can? Yeah, I mean that's great. You know, I get I get a lot of messages. You know, I didn't sleep because of you, and I'm like, first of all, like, why 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 did I do? And then I remember, <laughs> okay, the game. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's amazing. I have a lot of friends, you know, they have early school and they wake up a little bit early, so watch the game. So it's it's great. And then you went after the season, you went back home. And so, what was it like going back home for the first time after spending a year in the NBA? It was great, you know. I missed my home. Uh, last year, I was only like three weeks off, you know, because the season's so long in the. In Spain, and you know, I wasn't home at all. I went to Croatia in summer, so it was great to be home. Well, of course, you stopped by Real Madrid too, watched them play, and correctly called a first round sweep. By the way, oh. you called it three zero, <laughs> and they got it right. Of course. So, do you, do you <laughs> have a future in uh, in analysis and TV? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see yeah. when I retire. That's yeah. a long ways away. We're hoping yeah. 20, we're 20 years at least. <laughs> Pull yeah. a Dirk and go for two decades. How about the fan reaction in Dallas? So. I'm glad you brought up the Houston game because mm-hmm. that same game was the day where we had the people sing the Hallelujah song. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I forgot I about mean, that. it's just been fans in America like that might not have even known anything about you, you know, because you were playing overseas. Immediately, something about your game just kind of captured their imagination, captured their heart, and it's just been – it seems like this whole city's crazy about Luca. Yeah, I mean, I love our fans, you know. I think Dallas are the best fans in the NBA. Uh, they're amazing, you know. Uh, even if – we had a not great record, you know, we were losing, but they were still there. I think the gym, I mean, the gym was full, uh, obviously, because of Dirk, but I know it will be full anyway, so I'm just glad we have those kind of fans. Well, you, you mentioned the losing, and you're not used to losing. And obviously, you guys traded away four starters, but you did it for a reason. You did it for the future. So what were the final two months of the season like for you? I mean, you're losing games, but you kind of see where the team is going and what, what this team's going to be this upcoming season. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're a bunch of young guys, you know, now. And we have opportunity, you know, to be a great team in the NBA in the future, you know. Uh, we have great players. But those last months, you know, it was just, you know, enjoy the game, play the game, play together, learn from each other, and that's all. And you got the big unicorn, too. You got KP coming, Chris Epps-Porzingis next season. How excited are you to get to play with him? And also, what do you expect about playing with him? What do you think the, the team is going to be like? I mean, obviously, you're going to expect to win more games and make the playoffs at least. Yeah, I mean, it's great we have him. You know, he's an amazing player, great person, and I'm just happy we have him, you know. And, you know, everybody's seen him playing, you know. Everybody can know what he can do, and... You know, this could be, like I said, in the future, one of the best teams in the NBA for sure. You guys are, not to get into a bunch of salary cap minutia, but you guys are going to have money to spend on free agents this summer. And in the NBA, there's always this idea of, hey, go out and recruit these guys. So what is Luka Doncic going to be doing this summer when free agency begins? Are you going to be reaching out to guys in the league that are free agents? Do you want to get involved in all that? 
I'm going to be in Croatia. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Invite all those guys out to Croatia. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. Uh, are you watching the playoffs? Yeah, for sure. Watching those guys compete, watching teams like the Warriors that are just every single season they're going all the way. How much does watching them and the other teams, Milwaukee, Toronto, all those guys, how much does watching them motivate you so that you're there next season, you're not watching, you're playing in those games? I mean, a lot. Uh, as I say, I don't watch all of the games because, you know, sometimes I get mad because I'm not there. But, you know, it's fun to watch. Uh, they've been amazing games, you know, the Warriors. 4-0, I mean, they're just, I don't know, they're playing amazing. And, you know, we'll see who's in the finals. Do you watch those games and try to take, you know, take things from what players are doing and, oh, maybe I could add this to my game or maybe I should work on this? Do you watch it from that standpoint? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, a lot of different things, different players, what they do best, you know. Uh, not every player have the same thing. But, you know, it's... Uh, I watch that for sure. Is there one particular thing that you're looking to improve upon? I mean, you want to improve in all parts of your game, but is there one specific thing that is going to be a point of emphasis this summer that you can take into next year? Yeah, I would say, I mean, like you said, everything, but mostly shooting and explosiveness. Mm -hmm. That's how you say it? Yeah. There you go. That, that two things is the best for me. I mean, the most important. Watching you on the court was a lot of fun this season, but sometimes whenever you were on the bench, watching you was really fun too because it seemed like you really got into your teammates whenever they were doing well. Like whenever guys would hit big shots, you'd be celebrating more than anybody, especially guys like Dirk, but also the younger guys on the teams, guys like Jalen Brunson, for example, Dorian, Maxie, Dwight, obviously Sala, you know, y'all are y'all are best buds. So how how like how excited do you get for those guys, and how much fun do you have watching them just improve? I mean, this is this is a, a, de a developing team, right? So how much joy do you take in their success? I mean, it's great, you know, I always celebrate, you know, we, we are one team, you know, we are like a family, and uh, especially those guys, they were playing great, you know, they played, they had a great season. Uh, I remember JB wasn't playing that much in the beginning, but he showed amazing stuff, you know, he can play in the NBA, he can play... 30 minutes per game at least in the NBA and he's been amazing but you know celebrating shots that's that's everything that uh being together as a as a team it's everything so we got to stick together um anytime and you know like I said uh, we can win uh, you, more games you have the ball so much this is important for you how long does it take you to figure out how to utilize your teammates put them in a position to succeed how quickly are you able to learn their games I mean, it's difficult, you know. You, you for sure need time. Uh, you know, great teams they make it like like this, you know. So we're a new team next season too. So have to get our chemistry right and just play together. A couple minutes ago, Skin was asking you about watching the playoffs and kind of drawing comparisons to other players or hoping to maybe like steal some of their moves or something. Uh, your step back three often gets compared to James Harden, and some of the, some other elements of your games are similar to to his. How does it make you feel to be compared to a player that is as good as he is? I mean, he's the MVP. I mean, yeah, he's a, he's an amazing player. What he averaged thirty five, that was just ridiculous, you <laughs> know. But you know, it's always the comparisons. There's a lot of comparisons. But like I said, like I always say. I just want to be me, you know, my stuff, but always, I mean, I know Harden's step back is amazing, he's better, you know, he he does it all the time, and 
I tried to learn from that. I enjoyed the games that you guys played against the Rockets, watching you and James talk to each other a little bit. What are those conversations like on the court? If I remember. I remember. Uh, oof. I was saying to him, like, you know, I did a great D. He said, like, you know, it's not enough. Nobody can guard that step back. <laughs> Some, something like that. I don't yeah. know. I remember. <laughs> it, it, but I imagine it's all fun. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I noticed after the games you guys had some, some Yeah, games. yeah, It was all fun. So putting work into your game, obviously a lot of players around the league do, like, workout videos and stuff, showing them making, like, a million shots in a row in an empty gym. Uh, we don't see a lot of footage of your workouts, but one thing that we did see was you working out with Steph last year. And that was awesome for us because, like, Steph is obviously amazing. And so you working out with him is, like, that's got to be a pretty cool thing. I mean, took a while you, to come out, too. Yeah, like, yeah, that for story sure. story came out months later. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Can, you, can you share any, any, I don't know, it doesn't need to be super, like, super secret stuff or anything, but just what was it like working out with a guy that's as good as he is? Oh, it was great, you know. It was, it was difficult practice. It was great, you know. Uh, then you can really see how many shots shots he made. It was just unbelievable, you know. He was making everything. Like I didn't beat him once, and we played like hundred games, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. You better um, get him this summer, then. <laughs> I mean, he's he's unbelievable player. Mm. Did that experience change the way you worked out at all, or were you already doing the things that you felt like you needed to be doing? I mean, you know. Uh, some some things changed for sure, you know. He was had some exercise I do now too in my practices uh, in Slovenia. So you know, he showed me showed me a lot. What are some other maybe like moves or just like traits from other guys that you've competed against or even that are on your own team now that you wish that you could add to your game or that you want to maybe improve on or add to your game this summer? Oh, which player? <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's Giannis Eurostep, you know. I don't know, there's there's a lot of players do different stuff, you know, just do everything, do everything. The Giannis stuff is superhuman. You're going to need to get about four inches and longer arms to <laughs> really do that. I'll try, I'll try. <laughs> I'll put you on a stretching table. Uh, I, that article that Bobby brought up about you working out with Steph was great, and it reminds me, there's a lot of stuff that's written about you, and I don't know how much of it you get to read. How often are you reading an article about Luka Doncic, you go, well, that ain't true. Or do you, do you read stuff about you that strikes you as crazy? No. No? It's no. all pretty on point? <laughs> yes. Or are you just not reading stuff I'm about you reading. at all? I'm not reading. Bobby would now like to read you some stories about yourself. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to start with the, the longest article I've written about you. <laughs> it's going to take about half an hour. Is that okay? <laughs> uh, okay. I have kind of like a, a lightning round thing that Ooh. I think fans would be curious to, to get your opinions on. So some of it's about basketball. Some of it is about other things. So I'm going to give you like a, a best blank, and I just want you to give the first answer that comes to your mind, okay? All right, so currently in the NBA, who is the best or your favorite dunker? Uh, Jones from Miami. Okay. I thought you were going to say Dirk. But <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, he retired. Oh, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, how about best ball handler? Kyrie. Kyrie? Okay. Yeah. Uh, best shooter? Steph. Steph. How about the best defender or the toughest guy to score on? Oof. I would say, can I say more than one? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'll say P.J. Tucker, 
Beverly and Clay Thompson. You had some success against all three of those guys. Yeah, but that, that was difficult. <laughs> I actually <laughs> thought that you were going to say P.J. Tucker before oh, you said that. That's, that's yeah. crazy. He's, tough, He's amazing. Boy, Clay, Clay doesn't want you to touch the ball, man. Clay's picking you up at half court before you even have the ball. Those, He's three, like, those three are always – nobody was selected in the first team, right, those three? I don't think so. I thought Clay made second team. I think P.J. and Beverly – well, PJ didn't make team. it. I thought the PJ second. PJ didn't make it at all. I thought no, the second. Not either. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the second it's team crazy. was better it's than crazy. the first team. Yeah. The second team is great. Yeah. Uh, how about the best passer? I don't know. Luka Doncic. You can say you. No. no. <laughs> say. <laughs> Oof. I don't know. We'll come back to it. Okay. Yeah, let's come back. How about who's got the best shoe game? PJ. PJ? Yeah. Okay. He's got like 5,000 pairs of shoes or something? Yeah, it's crazy. Right. I've seen your shoe collection. It's you got a lot. I got a lot, but, you know. Yeah. You got to you step up. Okay. How about if you were going to go, uh, you can play what, like th- threes in Fortnite? You can have a three-person team? Mm, I mean, no. You have four and two and one. Four? Okay. So if you were making a four-man team in Fortnite of only NBA players, who are you teaming up with? If you're trying to win... I don't know how people play. I think you played against a lot of them, haven't you? Hernan Gomez brothers. Yeah. And one more. Who's one more? Are they both pretty good? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Are you better than them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't take nobody from Dallas right now. I see. Oh, no one, no one on the team mm. can play. No, no, no. JB trying to play a little bit, but no. Not any good. No, making coasters too. I wouldn't think Costa said team. that he was pretty good. He, yeah, he's like. <laughs> we need we need to hook you up with some of the Texas Rangers. They play and they're pretty good. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, on those. One more player, wait. One more player, yeah. I don't know who more is playing. Oh man. Well, I know like Ben Simmons plays a lot, right? I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe you can just win three. Yeah, you don't need we'll a fourth. Just, we don't need You're a as good as two people. Yeah. How about that? The, yeah. Well, that's what I got. I got I got one last question based off the sneakers. So, apart from basketball shoes, how many times in a month will you wear the same pair of sneakers? Basketball. No. No basketball. Just like you're going out. You're going out to a restaurant. Ooh. You're going out on a date. Say never. Just yeah. once. Yeah, maybe. Constantly rotating it out. Yeah. I have a lot of shoes that are not basketball. I have one pair of dress know. shoes. Can one. you help Bobby out with his shoe game? Oh, you yeah, I can give you. I think your 15? feet are a little bigger than mine. Size 15? I'm like 12 and a half. <laughs> you just like smush them down a little bit. Uh, okay, I guess last question for you. Um, five years from now, whenever we're sitting in this room doing a, an interview with 25-year-old Luca, what do you hope by then that you will have already accomplished in the NBA? NBA champions. Yeah. How are you going to get there? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> the future is unwritten. To be determined. Yeah. MVP, all-star, none of that stuff matter. You want to win a championship. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the future but, uh, starts today then, I guess. Absolutely. Welcome to the future, Luke. Yeah, you're working Thank out. You. Well, let's let's make it happen. Five years from now. Five years. Let's meet How back about in one this year room. from now? Why not? Yeah, one year. I, five years from now, let's have three of those things. We'll try. We'll try. Yeah. yeah. Every year. We'll try every year. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you. This was fun. Yes, indeed. Boom. Luka Doncic. 